Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Alright, so this is the bystander episode, the bystander episode, and we've been teaching on rest, and on Wednesday I made a connection between your resting in God and your work, um, which I felt was very, very instructive, because... Um, statistics shows that the average person spends more time at work than they do with their family and um, with anybody else. And so if in the area of your work you are being stressed out, then that's going to affect, you know, a lot of things. Alright, so it's very important that we recognize then that God wants you to rest in every area of your life. Say that with me. God wants me to rest <clears throat> in every area of my life. I can hear you. God wants me to rest in every area of my life. So today we want to really um, go into further going to the idea that rest is a function of the manifestation of the Spirit and rest is a function of the supernatural. We want to further go into that idea and the reason why we are going into this and I want to use this episode to further um, cement this idea, alright, to further solidify this concept of resting because you are in Christ Jesus and rest is what do we say rest is rest is a function of believing all right you are resting when you are believing and if you are not believing you are not resting and we also made mention of the fact that rest is a function of the supernatural um, let me quickly say this, because this is important. I said this last week, I'll say it again. Everything in the natural, everything in your natural life will go pretty the same if there is no supernatural force acting on your natural life. In other words, you can expect that if a person gets sick, depending on the kind of sickness, they may stay sick until... The supernatural impacts on that. In fact, medically speaking, there are no cures for diseases. Period. Depending on the kind of diseases, there are no cures. <laughs> do you understand me? So what they do is that they just manage the situation, give you palliative management, alright, hoping that your body will recover itself. So if you ever hear that a person got sick, really sick, and then they got healed, 
know that the supernatural is at work. Do you understand me? Now let me say this. You cannot live in this world successfully and be at rest without the supernatural. Hello? You cannot. Forget about it. You cannot experience a successful life here on earth without the manifestation of the Spirit. So what we did last week was to show you, alright, that we're not trying to... You know, it's a different thing when you see um, something that is for you, okay, but it's a distance away. It's yours, but it's far away. It becomes difficult. You know, you know it's yours, but... Ah, the work that it takes to actually get there sometimes can become wearisome, can become tiring, right? You know it's yours, but to just get up and just begin to go there, alright, can become laborious. But in this case, the supernatural is yours, but it's not distant. It's yours and you are in it. It's yours and you are in Christ. How many of you are in Christ here? So you are not distant from the supernatural. You live in the supernatural. So if you take me to my opening scripture, I want to start from here. And I'm really excited about what I'm teaching today. It's very interesting. Alright, I'm really excited about it. If you take us to that opening scripture, you find Jesus having a conversation with his disciples. And these guys had gone out to minister the gospel. And whilst they were at it, you know, they say, go, and the demons go. They say, flee, and the demons flee. How many of you know that that's the supernatural? Awesome. So, I mean, remember the seven sons of Sceva. You remember the seven sons of Sceva that went to stand in front of some guy and said, you leave. And then, you know, the demon said, Paul, I know, Peter, I know, who are you? And you know, interestingly, they, they've used that scripture to scare believers in church. Satan cannot ask you who you are. Kaya. He cannot dare ask you who you are. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Actually, the guy knows who you are more than, sometimes more than you know who you are. He knows. He can't dare you. He knows who you are. You know, there was, there was a guy, let me just digress a little. Um, Job in scripture was talking about how that, you know, he's been left, you know, um, without any defense. He's been left unattended to, you know, God, you've left me. I have no hedge. If you look at Job 12, thereabout, he was talking about how I have no surrounding. I have no hedge. The first thing that Satan recognized when he went to meet with God, and God was asking him, where are you coming from, and all of that. And then Satan said, you know, I've been going to and fro, and all of that. And then God said, have you observed my servant Job? And he said, well, does he serve you for nothing? Have you not put a head around him such that I cannot touch him? So even Satan knew that Job was head, what Job did not know. You know why? Job was busy um, considering himself based on his environment and his experiences. But Satan could look and see. And you don't understand that these guys understand hierarchy, right? They are not like church folks that don't understand spiritual authority. Demons understand spiritual authority. When a higher name is mentioned in a place, they don't go there. If they would ever try to, they use deception. 
Oh boy. Hey, I like what I'm teaching right now. In other words, they use deception to lure you out of your comfort zone. So it looks like you're, you're porous, but you're not. It's deception. Do you think you are? Then you start joining the conversation. Maybe I'm not. Then they're luring you out of your security. And then they can't touch you until they lure you out. Until you say you don't have it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So until you, so it's a pool. It's a pool. They keep, they keep telling like a bait. Remember that message, don't take the bait. It's like a bait. You, they just keep using enticing things to pull you. And many times, the enticing thing that they use to pull you, it is what God has said concerning you that you should believe, but that you don't believe. So they circumvent what God has. Has God said that you should not? No, no. God did not say we should not eat of all the fruits in the garden. God said we should not eat one fruit. But when Satan came, he said, has God said you shouldn't touch any of the fruits in the garden? That's not what he said. So he puts, he casts shadows on God's word. He casts doubts on God's word. And then that's to lure you out of your comfort zone. Until you say, I don't have it. Then he says, yes, it's true, you don't have it. If you say you're blessed, you're right. If you say life is difficult, you're right. If you say you're healed, you're right. If you say you're troubled, you're still right. Because whatever you say is what stands. If you say you're blessed, you're right. If you say this is my life, Seth, I don't even know where I am. You're still right. <laughs> Glory to God. So when God began to speak with, the, with his disciples, you know, they were excited. I can imagine the excitement, you know, that they were coming with. You know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Ah, the demons and the devils were subject to us. They were excited. They probably had not seen that kind of thing before. You know, we said to this one, out, and he, he leaves. We said to this one, go, and he goes. So they were excited. And then they came with that excitement to Jesus. And it's like, Jesus is like this. Like, come on, Jesus, don't you understand what we're saying? We said, go, and they went. And Jesus is, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, give me something else to be excited about. Not this. Do you understand what I'm saying? As much of the supernatural as that was, it wasn't a trail for Jesus. What else were they supposed to do? Stay. Don't you understand who has come? The king. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, he starts to talk as though he didn't hear them. He says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. Thank God it is through his name. Amen. Thank God it is through his name. Because there are many times that many of you actually feel that you came into this world ill-equipped. You didn't have the right education, the right foundation, the right home training. <laughs> The right job. Do you have his name? Yes, sir. Does, does, does his name discriminate? His name, does, does he look at color? You know, some of you, if you, if you travel to the U.S. and you stay long enough, they'll begin to discriminate against you. Because man is actually depraved to that point that they don't see that it is the same blood that flows through our veins. They don't, they don't see that. 
But his name doesn't discriminate. If a white man, if a black man, if a boy, if a baby can call his name, he'll be saved. Now we say amen. amen. And then he starts a conversation. As though he didn't hear them at all. And he says, I beheld, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Next verse. Behold, look at, look at the conversation. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, say nothing, nothing. shall by any means do what? Hurt you. Next verse. Now, notwithstanding all of this, in this rejoice not. What? What? Have bystanders conversation. That's not for homeowners. It's for visitors. It's not for the people who live in the house. Imagine you live in, a, in an exquisite apartment. And every day, every day of the... Every day of the 30 years you live there. Oh wow, look at... Look, look. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow, look at the elevator. Oh, oh wow. Oh, when I'm coming, it just opens. Oh, my gate is remote control. How many times are you going to do that? It's for the visitor. You understand? It's for the guy that comes. Oh wow, look at how we... Oh, oh no, it's normal. That, that, that's where I live. That's where I live. It's normal. <laughs> okay, come. Let me show you around my house. Just that, yeah, we, we have a gate that opens from my bedroom. I was, I was watching uh, um, the vice president's page yesterday, and they were showing him around the hospital that is um, automated. So you, Alexia, turn off the light, and the light goes off. Alexia, open the curtain, and the curtain opens. Alexia, do this. Jonathan. So if you enter that kind of space, and that's your first time, you'll be like, wow, what's this? But then if you live in the zone long enough, it becomes normal to you. Now, it's not normal that it's unappreciated. No, it's normal that it's easy to produce. Thank you, Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have the utterance of the mighty. It's easy to produce. That's normal. Not, not unappreciated. Not, well, you know. No. It's that all this stuff that you guys are shouting about, it's easy to produce. So Jesus tries to refocus he says, no, 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 don't rejoice in this. Alright? That the spirits are subject to you. He says, but rather rejoice that your names are written. That your name is written. In other words, you're a citizen. You have rights. Thank you, Lord. The manifestation of the supernatural belongs to those who know they have rights and privileges. Do you see governors taking back? Governor. President. Comes down the road. Black, 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 black one. Do you see that? He has rights. In fact, there's something called immunity in the government all around the world. The immunity is that, you know, they are immune from, from prosecution, from all of that. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't imprison a governor, no matter what he does. You can't lock him up, whether home or abroad. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So, they're saying to you to rejoice in a fact 
That your name is written. In other words, you are identified as an owner. You are identified as one who lives in the house. You are identified as one to whom things belong to. So your name is written. In other words, the fact, listen to me, the fact that your name is written is all that you need to know. Everything else bows to that reality. So in other words, we don't go about, you see, um, it's, it's sad, but it happens that Christians, it just tells you how far away many people are from, from what it's supposed to be. That believers will be amazed, amazed, and this amazement is not Amazement as, oh God, you are so wonderful. It is amazement, like, wow, this is so far away from the reality. Like, when can I ever? So, Jesus is refocusing their, their minds to say, you know what? The people who should be expressing this kind of surprise are the bystanders. Not you. You live in the house. Do you understand? This is your domain. How many of you know um, when you are in your zone, work-wise? Or when you are in your zone, in terms of your creativity? How many of you know when the juice just starts to flow? So you're doing something, and somebody is like, wow, how do you make it so easy? Especially all of you who are footballers here, who are footballers by mouth. It's your mouth that you use to play. Why did you kick it like this? There are many times that they put some of you to the test. And then, <laughs> then the story begins to change. You do two minutes of running. <sighs> do you understand what I'm saying? But those guys, there's a way they would do, you know, that backflip, that scissors kick. They're like, whoa, whoa. If you try it, you'll break your neck. They live in the zone. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Jesus is saying that, look, the, and I, I declare this over you. The natural response of these things should be to obey you. The natural response of these things should be obey you. In fact, Jesus takes it a step further to show you that even the seas have intelligence. And the winds too. <laughs> And the elements too. And before you shout me down, there was Joshua who was living in the old covenant who stood the sun. Do you know what it means to stand the sun? He needed to win a battle. Thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes just do a Bible study and just read Chronicles. Just read all of the things that your father, your own father, did in times past. It'll help your faith. Just go, just open your Bible and just start to read. Oh, wow. You know, so there was a war. It was getting dark. And the guy wanted to really finish this thing today. So he said, Lord, let the sun stand still. Some of you, I, I hear things. You know, the weakness that I hear right now is just so amazing. Some, some people say, yeah, you, know, you, you don't use God. You don't use God. Some of you think that God is there for you to just use Him. He wants to be used. Oh, I, I'm talking. God 
is not scared of being used. Using. And stop letting, you know, um, some, you know, there are some people that, true, to be honest, they are probably holier than God. Yeah. Yeah. They're holier than God. Because there are some things that God is okay with. You know, Scripture says, God speaking, says, command me. <laughs> How can you tell God what to do? He's God. He's God. Of my... Command me. <laughs> what some of you don't understand is that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ made Jesus his servant. There was a message I preached at Pastor Cherish's church a few years ago. You're serving king. He's king. But you only allow him to be king when you allow him to serve you. If you don't let him serve you, that's why when, when Peter was talking rubbish, you know, Jesus said, shut up. If you don't let me, look, look at this. If you don't let me serve you, you're not part of me. Because I came to serve you. Yeah, the king serves you. Oh boy, okay. it's, it's, it's fine. You'll get it next week when you wake up. You see, and these are the things. Oh, can we command God? Can we tell him what to do? Can we just tell him to move and he moves? Can we tell him? Yes. 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 Say amen. Amen. Because if you don't say amen, it means that it means that you're lesser than Joseph. Or you're lesser than Joshua. Last time I checked, you're not lesser than him. You're actually greater because you are in Christ. Say amen. Amen. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, he was asking God, God, do you want want Lazarus to come back to life? Um, um, Lord, what do you want right now? You see, that's the greatest form of unbelief. I'm telling you, this unbelief that these guys see as religion is the greatest form of unbelief. Lord, Lord, would you, would, would you? There was a relationship that Jesus had with his father. He knew he always hears him. Oh, he, he didn't hear that. Jesus knew. When he stood in front of the tomb, he said, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. Now, for the sake of these people, you know, that's why I'm even talking. Otherwise, I would have just gone and just stood. And the, the, the guy would know what I'm saying. Alright? And even I know what I'm saying. And you know what I'm saying. And you will make it happen. But I'm talking like this because of the people around. So they will hear and believe. Say amen. amen. Use the Lord. Hey, hey, hey. Sweetheart, use the Lord. Okay, I'm not getting plenty shouts on this one. Because, because they are thinking, oh, P.O.D., you, okay, use the Lord. Use Him. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say another thing to you. Um, Elijah, Elisha, did not, I showed you last, last week, in first, Elisha did not consult with God before he said, by this time tomorrow. He didn't. He actually didn't ask the Lord, what do you want? He just went ahead and said, by this time tomorrow. 
Actually, what it meant was that as he was saying it, he was announcing it to God for the first time. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, is that what you want? Okay. <laughs> By this time tomorrow. Because what you don't realize is that scripture that says, whatever you bind on earth. In other words, that word bind, some of you, bind, bind, bind. No, the word bind is allow. Whatever you allow on earth, look at what it says, shall have been allowed in heaven. Whatever you disallow on earth shall have been disallowed in heaven. Do you understand me? All the things that you keep putting in God's hand, it's not in his hand though. <laughs> Command ye me. All these things, when, when the time comes, now, today, is the day of salvation. Yes, sir. Yeah, Lord is in your hand. Lord is in your hand. At your time. At your time. Ah, Maybe you didn't read the book well. Let me tell you the time, the time gap is the time that is taking you to, de- to reduce all the distractions, all the unbelief, all the doubts, all the fear, all the worry, all the anxiety. That's the time. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know, Lord, if it be thy will that she be healed, what manner of crippling prayer is that? If it be thy will. It's like when the disciples said to Jesus, He said, show us the Father and we'll be happy. Jesus said, have you been with me this long and you didn't know the Father? That I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Oh, the same is being said about you. No, you, you, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. See, Jesus came here as a template and then He came here as a sacrifice. Do you understand what I'm saying? Template for life. I am in the vine. The vine, do you understand? We are in Christ. Christ in the God. Turns out, oh, we want to see God. We want to see God. If NK shows up, God has come. If you show up, God has come. The days have come when believers are the answer that people have been praying for for years. Say, no, 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 no. Don't, ah, don't. (laughs) How many of you do that? Let Let me ask you. How many of you do that? That when you show up and there's, there's some things that your dad is supposed to do. I say, oh, no, no, don't disturb daddy. I can take care of it. Leave daddy alone. I'm here. That's what Jesus was saying. That's what his kids should be saying. No, daddy is, is in his rest. We are well, here. Yes, sir. We work using his power. Mm-hmm. Say amen, church. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that the demons were subject to you is not what you should rejoice about. It is that your name is written. So now let's go back to something. Imagine that the demon and the whatever symbolizes something, an experience, something that is in the earth that we need to change. Means that's the same principle that we use in paying house rent. My name is written. Okay. That's the same way, alright, that we, that we, this is a demon. I mean, a demon can kill you, you know. A demon can kill someone, you know that. A demon can destroy something. You know that? When, when they got into those, those um, swine, they ran into their death. So, we're, we're trying to look at something about life from, you know, looking at it from the 
from the whatever possible, you know, the demon aspects. But you can bring that and say, no, don't rejoice that you got a good paying job. Rather rejoice that your name is written. Look at what I'm saying here. Oh, thank you, Lord, because this is good. This will save you from materialism. Yes, sir. It will save you from putting your trust in money. It will save you from putting your trust. You know that ego? You know that ego, that pride? It will save you from all of that. It will save you from materialism. Because sometimes, the moment some people start to get really blessed, you will chill. The only reason why all of this is happening is because God showed me mercy and wrote my name somewhere. And I am part of an identity. And I belong to a kingdom. And it is as a result of an overflow of that that all of this is happening in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, in a sense, it keeps you humble. And I'm not talking about the humble that says, Who am I? Who am, who am I? Me? You know, sometimes they, they, they tell you, Ah, you look so good. Me? How can me? Humility is not denial. Humility is not, humility is not denying. I've come to the point where you look very good. Oh, yeah. That's who we are. Are you getting what I'm saying? You look very, very, oh yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be, it's supposed to be that way. That, that, you know, that conversation about humility is all gone. Because many of you don't understand, humility is from the word humus. And the word humus is where they get the word humorous soil. So it means, to be humble means to be earthy, to be down to earth. And to be down to earth means to be yourself. Hello? And who is myself? The self in Christ. Yes, sir. So whatever you tell me, oh, you, you're rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been denying sins, hoping that somebody will hear one day and help you. They've not. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm hitting you hard today. You say, ah, I, 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 had, I had this thing a few years ago. That, you know, the way these children of nowadays, the way they dress and they look, they look like everything, eh. They look like everything, you know, eh. Wow. In fact, they, they, you know, they can dress so expensive and yet not have money in their pocket. Is he your dressing? Okay, so let me ask you now. Okay, the way you know that, you know, I need help. Is if I come wearing rags and looking funny and they come to you and oh, the last time I checked, people run away from such people. Yes, you are a problem. Yes, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You are a problem to them. The moment that she is coming again, she's coming again. The last time I checked, that you dress good won't stop the favor of God. Yes, Actually, it will enhance it. Because people like to associate with success. Yeah. Look good. Mm-hmm. Dress well. Say amen, church. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave it, leave it. The people who will help you, they will help you. Even if you're wearing, they will help you. They will help you. Don't say, ah, I don't want to look like I'm rich now. Nah, I don't want to look like I've made it. You made it. <laughs> so talking down on yourself. He's trying to be humble. He's not helping you. He's chasing people away from you. He's reducing your mind. He's making you look smaller and smaller. Stop it. 
That Christmas clothes. That shit. That only comes out once a year. Start wearing it on Wednesday. Wear it on Friday. You are in Christ. Your name is written. It's an elevation. Let me tell Kai, I know what I'm saying. See, this thing is an elevation. Eh? It's an elevated way of thinking. Okay? That some guys were walking with Jesus. They came to hang around Jesus. They knew them before. That these guys were timid, shy. Couldn't look up. Couldn't look anybody in the face. They were always hiding. Then they came around Jesus. And they started hanging out with Jesus one year, two years. And one Saturday, all of them went for a stroll. As they were going on a Sabbath day, as they were going for a stroll, Jesus was plucking the ear of corn and eating. And they behind him too were plucking the ear of corn and eating. And everybody was plucking the ear of corn and eating. <laughs> and then the people, of course, you know those people. The holier than God wants. They are always everywhere. So they came out and said, Jesus... Don't you realize that this is the Sabbath day and everybody is not supposed to work? Alright? Why are your disciples eating the ear of corn alright, on the Sabbath day? And then Jesus responded, it's because they are with the Master. It's because they are with me. Do you understand? Because something had rubbed off on the people alright, in being with Jesus that they were no longer seeing themselves as debased. They were now seeing themselves as elevated. And elevated people do elevated things. <laughs> oh, glory to God. So say this with me. My name is written. Say it again. My name is written. Say it one more time. My name is written. So this is the source of the supernatural. That your name is written. In other words, that you have an identity. And if you, if you stay long enough in that identity, you will begin to see results. I think the reason why some of you might struggle with this is because some of you don't have an earthly name that, open do- that opens doors. An earthly surname. But they asked that the Adeboe's son, Leke, that has, has your father's name opened doors for you before? Yeah, I said, plenty. <laughs> hey, thank you, Lord. The power of God is there. Can you give me some power so that it looks like I'm losing my voice? Plenty. Oh, your, your, the real Adeboe, his son, are free first class tickets. No jokes. No jokes. Oh, oh. The people who have been looking for how to be a blessing to your dad. And they can't reach him. You know what I'm saying? They can't reach him because he's too far away. Oh, oh, oh. Even you, sir, if you have sense. eh? If you see a lineage like that. If I run into him anyway. Is anything he wants that day, he will get to. His mm-hmm. uh, lineage that is talking. Yes, sir. You don't understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about something that will happen next year. I'm talking about something that happens every time. Mm-hmm. While the airports are trying to 
travel. Oh, you had, you had, you had the the Adeboe, the the real one. Oh yeah, 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 that's my dad. Oh really? Oh yeah, this is a VIP lounge, and that's how all around the world. Your name is written. Oh, see, let's see, see. Let me tell you something. Look at me. Look at me. These things will look like ordinary story until you start to live in the consciousness of it. And then somebody, one day, with that consciousness, I don't know you from Adam, I don't, I just feel like blessing you. Do you have a minute? Let's quickly go and do a quick interview. It's Chevron. Are you ready? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? You're conscious, my name is written. My type, we don't struggle. Look at what Jesus is saying, and I'll, I'll move on to something else. In a bit. So Jesus is saying, the manifestations are not the thing that you should brag about. It is the fact that you have an identity. Hello? I have an identity and I'm rooted somewhere. So the manifestation should come easily. It happened with Jesus. Let me show you. <clears throat> are you ready? Hey church, are you ready? Yes, sir. Matthew 3 and verse 17. Let's look at that very quickly. I'm not going to stay there for long. I'm going to go to something else. But I just want to show you that. Matthew 3 and verse 17. Let's read it together once ago. No, 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 you're not reading it like you're in church. Let's read it together like you are in church. Want to go? This conversation happened at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. The very beginning. Right after he met John and was baptized, this is what happened. Oh, wait, 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 Jesus, you mean that you have not turned one water into wine? No, I haven't done anything. You've not opened any blind eye? No. You've not healed any sick? No. So what then is the basis of God's being well pleased with you? You know we attach our love for people to their performance. We attach our acceptance of people to their performance. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how we validate people. And a lot of you, you see, you don't understand this. Okay, don't worry, we'll, we'll keep going. Alright, a lot of you work in a system, in a, in a circular system, that, is, that evaluates you, it's called appraisal. Because some people call it KPI. You know, they appraise you based on work done. Have you ever been in a company that you show up? And the day you showed up, you've never touched anything. You've never done any work. You've never performed anything. And you just say, you know what? You're the employee of the year. First day. <laughs> you understand? You see, you cannot fathom it, right? You can't think about it. It can't, it, it can't permit your mind. You show up the first day of work. You've not touched one mouse. 
You say, oh, come, 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 we have a celebration. We have a celebration. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. What's going on? What, what's going on here? Oh, no, you are the employee of the year. <laughs> Without work. You're, you're, you're the employee of the year. Take this award. Employee of the year. Hey, everybody, spotlight is on her. Spotlight is on him. If they had sense to do that, you know what will happen in your mind? Hey, what did I do? That he come and put me there. Ah, or more. Employee of the year. <laughs> Are you guys what I'm saying? The celebration in Jesus' case comes before his performance. You understand what I'm saying? It's that Jesus put him on, God put him on a loud pedestal. You know, hey, 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 here's my son. It was this loud ovation that is the empowerment to heal the blind eye. Oh, you didn't hear me. You, you, my darling, you are already inside Christ. That conversation about Jesus, you know, the Bible says, as he is, what? So are we in this world. Scripture in Ephesians talks about how that you and I are accepted in the beloved. Long before you do any performance. Long before you give an offering. Long before you pay your tithes. Long before you do evangelism. Long before you do anything performance. God is pleased with you. Look at me, church. And it is irrevocable. Now, this announcement is empowerment to now go and perform. So in God's case, He gives you an award for right doing before you actually do right. He gives you an award for right living before you actually live right. He gives you an award for right believing before you actually begin to believe right. And this award empowers you to go out and do. Come on, say amen. Amen. So this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Like he's saying to you today, this is my beloved daughter. In whom I am well pleased. Now let me tell you, if you will, if you will open up your heart and just take those words in and really meditate on them. I can tell you what might happen to you. You might actually, after a while, begin to cry. Literally. If you actually believe these words. Lord, you mean you're pleased with me? Even me, I'm not pleased with myself. <laughs> the worst people to teach these things to are people who beat themselves for every small mistake. You know, Koboko, it's not the one somebody is beating you, it's the one you are beating yourself. There are some people who, who don't see anything valuable in their, own, in their own creativity. They are their hardest critics. They say that it pushes them to be better. But there's a demon spirit that might be attached to that very soon that you may not know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why do you want to reverse God's cause? God's ways 
I'm pleased with you. Now get to work. Your ways, get to work. Suffer, 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 suffer. Yes, he's not happy. Oh, suffer, suffer. Some of you, the pressure you're under is the one you put yourself under. And some of you is the one society puts you under. You know God's own? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I won't put anything on you more than you can bear. Start the way Jesus starts. God is pleased with you. Especially when you want to do anything big for God. Before you open any blind eye. You know, how many of you will see a brother in church differently the moment he walks in? Pa, 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 pa. And blind eye opens. Hey, one, two, three. The next thing. Holy Father. Holy Lord. We worship at your feet. We, we daddy you, Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, my problem, my problem. Only you, only you, only you can can cancel all my problem. You see that thing? <laughs> what Jesus is saying here is that this life we are all supposed to be living it. So let me know how many times you oh worship you. Oh, then you finish you go to you go to Marvelous. You finish with Marvelous, you go to K. Say this is my life. Oh say it out loud. Say this is my life. Say it with me. God is well pleased with me. <clears throat> say it again, God is well pleased with me. Say it one more time. Abba is well pleased with me. So you see for us who are in the house, the supernatural is, is, is our normal. Yeah. That's our normal. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's our normal. Blind eyes should open in our senses. Deaf ears should be unstopped in our senses. You know why, you know why, you know why it's so perfect? You place it so high. Some of you have even placed it, I told you last week, some of you have placed it higher than your salvation. Woman of God, did you fast and pray before you came into salvation? Fast and pray, you know. (laughs) I heard about someone, I think it was Martin Luther or um, E.W.K. that said, you know, in their days, in those days in the 70s, in the 1970s, 60s, they told them that to receive the Holy Ghost, alright, you have to tarry. There's something called tarrying. Yeah. So you come into the service and you tarry from morning to night, weeping and wailing, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then you wail and cry and cry and you go. And then the next day you come back again. And you do the same thing. And then they ask, the, they ask one of the brothers, how long have you been tarrying? Say three years. No, no jokes. I'm not joking with you. Three years. Tarrying to receive the Holy Ghost. Today, be filled with the Holy Ghost and they appear. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and they appear. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? Tarry, tarry what? Tarry three years, three years. Wow. You know, you make it look as if this guy doesn't want to move. So I have to beg you 
Okay, Lord, I promise you. I promise you sweet. I promise you sweet, Lord. Sweet, sweet. Candy, 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 Lord. If you give me this Holy Spirit, I'll give you candy. Okay, okay, Lord, Lord. Some of you are uh, ridiculous. Well, that's how you sound. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you promise him your one year salary. That's how you sound. Oh Lord, if, if you just give me this breakthrough. Just, and then you know the one that annoys me the most. is people come to say they are in covenant with God. You say, I made a covenant with God. I made a vow with my God. I made a vow with my God. That if you do this, I'll do this. If you bless me, I'll give you the baby. And I was doing that because they didn't understand. You understand? They could do it. And then you go and look for vow, vow, and make a vow with my Lord. Your vow must be higher than Jesus. Because he gave you his best for free, without your vow. I make a vow, Lord. I make a vow, Lord. I make a vow. I make a vow with my virginity. If I keep my virginity, you give me a good man. And then at some point, you put God under pressure. Lord, I bow to you. I bow to you, my sister. You just give me this job. I bow, I bow, I bow. I make a covenant with you, Lord. Chapter what this was? Covenant. You can't make a covenant with the Lord. Hey, Jesus. You, ma, cannot make a covenant with the Lord. You don't have what it takes. To make a covenant with the Lord. God made a covenant with His Son. See what happened. We are the result of that covenant. Let me put it like this. We are the beneficiaries of that covenant. We don't make covenant. Don't, don't allow yourself to start to talk foolishly. Because you are under pressure. Chill. Start saying foolish things. Even when they beat the serpent, beat the people. They didn't ask them for covenant. They are. He said, look. Can you look? Mm-hmm. If you can look, you can live. Yes, Come, I mean, something beat them. They were dying in the, in the, in the camp. Do you know what that is? <laughs> look, at, look at this. Picture this. Serpents is biting people all over the camp. As you're standing there, somebody has dropped. He's dead. Then you're still standing. And, that person, and then Moses is announcing, look at me. Look at me. If you can look, you can live. You will hear as, as he's talking, look at me, pandemonium everywhere. Another person has dropped dead. Another person is dead. Another person is dead. And then they give you just look. You can leave. So at some point, look at this. At some point, you have to seize the pandemonium first. Listen to instruction. So there has to be rest for you to hear what God is saying. That rest comes from knowing that he's faithful. Say, I'm accepted in the beloved. Say, the Lord is well pleased with me. What am I doing with this episode? I'm trying to help you know that the things that some people shout about, they are for bystanders. You have the bread. This one is the crumbs. A lot of people will not want to call it that. You know, because of how enslaved we make people with the supernatural. 
Oh, thank you. This is good. I want to say this. I want to say this. Can you hear me? Anything that can be copied should not be worshipped. Ah, this is good. Let me come here and say it. If you can copy it, you shouldn't worship it. The one we should worship is the one whose blood cannot be copied. Do you understand? The sacrifice, you can't fake it. My brother, you can, you, can you fake it? I'm, I know that I'm saying something very important right now. Do you understand? If you can copy it, you shouldn't worship it. Let me put it like this. If other people can copy it, we don't magnify it. Ah, have you not seen magic? Magic. People don't know that guy. If you can copy it, you shouldn't worship it. Do you understand? Ah, they've used juju to make people walk again now. Do you understand what I'm saying? They've used juju to make people walk. Chaga, chaga, hua, hua. People start to walk. You know, they actually give people money, money, supernatural money. They they lost somewhere. If they were not, if it wasn't working, people would be doing it. If it can be copied, you shouldn't be worshipped. It's your bread. Do you understand? Yeah. The one that we worship is the one no one can copy. Yes, sir. You understand what I'm saying? You can't fake it. You understand? Can you fake death, burial, resurrection? You can't fake it. You can't fake it. You understand? You either was born, you either died, was buried, rose again, or not. We can't fake it. There's no in between. You understand? There's no gray area. There's no nothing. You can't fake it. This is the source of the believer's miraculous. This is the source of the believer's supernatural. That's why we don't worship those things. We thank the Lord for it, but we don't worship it. We don't build a monument there. If some of you are in Samson's day, ah, jawbone, <laughs> you look for a frame and frame the jawbone. That's the reason why in India they have many gods. Anything that moves differently like this, they start to worship it. Cow, 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 cow. They worship. Snake, snake. Anything, anything that just looks mysterious that we don't understand, they worship it. What I'm telling you, Ba, is that this thing, eh, Kai, look at me, this thing is your right. <laughs> That's where you live. That's who you are. Do you understand? It is the kind that after it has happened, you just move on. Lord, we give you thanks. You know, you just move on. Why do we make a big deal out of it? That people may know, you know, that Jesus is still alive and well. 
and he still does miracles. That's all. I want to tell you something, and it's strong and very powerful. Listen to me. Listen to me, eh? Should you go? Can you hear me? Mm. Inside our house, no one is supposed to be sick at all. We're not supposed to need healing. Talk, talk to me now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Inside this house, we're not supposed to need healing. Not to talk of that we're surprised that somebody was healed. We're not even supposed to know. Okay, it's not my word. Put it in on the screen. Put it on the screen. Isaiah 33 and verse 24. Put it there. Put it there. I want everybody to read it. Stop. Read it again. Inhabitants of what? Zion. Do you understand? Inhabitants of Zion. They shall not even stay. I am sick. We're not talking about that they are healed. Now today we are surprised that people are healed. The real pattern is that you are not even supposed to be sick at all. You've got to understand what belongs to you. So that if for any reason, by any chance, you get sick at all, you know that healing is your bread. Read it together everybody. Want to go? Uh-huh. Stop. Do you see the shall be? Shall be. Future. Let me tell you. I've said this several times. I won't say it again. Isaiah is a messianic prophet. Isaiah prophesied that which will happen when Jesus has come. That's his job. So when he says shall be, the people that dwell therein, who are they? Oh, you're not talking to me. The people that dwell therein, who are they? Who dwells in Zion? Hey, church, who dwells in Zion? Do you understand what I'm saying? So I dwell in Zion. I live in Zion. The inhabitants of Zion shall not say they are sick. He was speaking about your day. If this is the provision, why are you always surprised that somebody gets healed? Hello? Uh, when I pray for the sick, I pray with confidence. 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 And I've said this before, I like to pray for the sick. Even if I was not a pastor, I'll be praying for the sick. I like it. You know, there's something they call a turn-on. It's a, it's a turn-on for me. It's a turn-on. I like it. Hello? Hey church, can you hear me? Just to see the power of God walk in somebody's body gets me excited. I don't want to say what, what is coming to my mind. <laughs> As I'm talking, things are coming to my mind now. I'm not going to say anything. Give the Lord a shout of praise. He says, and the inhabitants shall not stay. In other words, they, they cannot stay. They will not be able to stay. They can't say that I'm sick. Today believers are wondering whether they will be healed. When the real provision is that you're not supposed to say that I'm sick. Now you're wondering, will I be healed? Oh God, is it your will? And I've said this before. Some of you now, you know, sometimes... 
what you are supposed to be working in. You are now blaming another pastor for not having it. Can't can you see yourself? Do you understand? Man of God, if you are working in your, in, your, in your supernatural rights and your abilities, you won't need me to pray for you. <laughs> you won't need me to pray for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just hypocrisy on the highest level. You are supposed to heal yourself. Lay your hands on the sick. If, if there be any sick, they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Do you have hand? Do you, man, do you have hand? Hand. Is this hand? If you are sick, can you lay hand on yourself, sick, and sick will recover? So stop blaming pastor that he didn't hear you. The pastor is supposed to join faith with you. And bring our words inside. Yes, sir. Which is the healing power of God. Yes, sir. Now, what I'm saying is that the pastor actually comes with something, you know, of unction and all of that. Do you understand? Yes. What I'm saying is that naturally speaking, yes. You are supposed to be walking in the healing. Should we go? Yeah. So, now, pastor now lay hand on you. You now say, I did not get healed. I know that pastor doesn't have anointing. You, where's your own? Where's your own? Your own, this is for you. Where's your own? <laughs> say, boy, you're a pastor and you stay more. Shut your mouth shut. If you use your own, will you call me? Mm-hmm. When you're spending your money, will you call me? Let's take the truth. The money you work for, where you are going to, where you are going to eat KFC chicken, you call me. Mm. Now it's not my fault <laughs> that the person did not give it. <laughs> the devil is a liar. We don't put ourselves under any pressure. We believe in the healing power of God. We release it at every time, and we trust the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? Every time, every time, you have to know this. So that the next time your pastor is speaking words over you, you receive it all your heart. Do you understand? Because even you, in fact, if, if the anointing of the pastor jams the one inside you, ah, there will be explosion now. Say that I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I cannot be sick. I release the supernatural. That's my new normal. Shout it out loud. That's my new normal. Say it again. That's my new normal. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to make this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you to realize how, how simple this thing is. So you don't worship it. And it's supposed to happen every day in your life. Every day. It is the absence of the supernatural manifestation of the I just told you, I said before when we started teaching, that things in the natural will remain the way they are until an external force acts on them. That's the reason why people are looking for power. Anyway. 
Because if an external force does not, ah, there are some things I want to say. I can't, I can't really say them. So I'll just stay on the surface. I know that in this message, it's the surface I'm touching. Mm. True. I'm telling you. Just take it from me. It's the surface I'm touching. Believe me, I'm telling you. Hmm? So see, what I'm saying to you eh, is that this supernatural manifestation of the Spirit, things will remain normal. Even deteriorate. Actually. Not just normal. Build a house, big house, nice house. Leave it for 20 years. What will happen? Boil hot water. Leave it without touching it. What will happen? Get cold. Actually, things will not even remain normal. They will actually deteriorate. <laughs> you cook very nice pot of soup. You just cooked it. Put everything inside. Beautiful, nice pot of soup. Day one, no warming. Day two, no warming. Day three, no refrigerator. You understand? What, what do you think is acting on that stuff? What do you think is acting on it? <laughs> it's called the fall. He acts on people. He acts on animals. He acts on evil food. He's the fall. But he doesn't act on the believer. The one in Christ. No, he doesn't act on us. Ma, he doesn't act on us. So the next time I hear you say, Ah, I'm getting old. Memory loss. I will shoot you. I'm, a, I'm an old woman. I'm an old man. And you say it jokingly. You say it jokingly. You think it's a joke. It's not a joke. I'll shoot you. How can you be joking like that? Did you read your Bible? Now people stayed 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. In the wilderness. 40 years. 40 years. 40 now. I'll be 70 something. 40. If you were... 20 at 40, 40, 20 plus 40, you'll be old. Think it's small thing. Yes, you lived, you lived, you lived all your middle age life. If a guy was born today, the next time he wakes up, he's 40. Do you know what that means? You, you've lived all your teenage life, you lived all your learning process, you're 40 years. Somebody was 40 the time that Joshua sent him. Of the Moses center, right? He was 85. And then he was still talking. He says, Sir, I'm still as strong as I am 40 years ago. Ah, what's happening here? I'm still as strong. They now say, Give me this mountain. You think he said, Give me cake? <laughs> you think he said, Give me rice? Right. He said, Give me this mountain because I'm still as strong today at 85. Some of your parents at 60, they're already retiring. To a rocking chair in the village. Two of us. Sixty. Some of them, sometimes when I sit around some of them, I'm like, what? What, 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 what? what manner of conversation is this? For every sake, you're just 50 something. You're, you're, you're ready. It's like every, every small talk, every small talk, you know, we are going, you know. Where, where are you going to? Where are you going to? You don't know. And you see, the tragedy will be that you will now get there and now start to talk like that. You know, uh, 
If they look for me today and they don't see me, why do we have to look for you? Some of your parents talk like that. Ask them how they are, 61. They're already old. What that? 49, 50, 51. You're already ready to sit on a rocking chair. That's not the retirement we're talking about. The retirement we're talking about is not the one that you... <laughs> Lord, thank you for my mind. You know, it's not... No, that's not what we're talking about. You can be retired and still be active. Like doing good for the world. You know, still be strong. Still be healthy. 80, you're still healthy. You're still strong. Your eyes are not dim. Your natural force is not abated. And I say this all the time when we come to church here. I say it all the time. All the time. All the time. That's what you must expect. You're not going to bend double. Then when you see you are 80, you're walking like this. I'm walking like this. I'm shaking. I say, they say macosis. They say cirrhosis. They say angosis. They say cholesterolosis. They say dysrosis. They say dysrosis. I don't care whatever rosis that there is. I'm in Christ. Do you understand? And the fall does not act on me. I expect to wake up, and when I wake up from the bed, I'm still strong and agile. Yes, Let me tell you, make a good case for exercise, but exercise is not the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Because scripture did not tell us that they were doing jumping jacks, doing this one, doing that one. I believe in exercise. The Lord is helping me. I start and stop. I start and stop. I do two weeks. Ah, energy, energy. When the when I saw people me, I don't even know. It starts with one day. Uh, man, no, no, not today. Then, 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 the next day. It's been three weeks now. I hope to start again. Then I entered the gym the other day here. I said, with, 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 you know. I said, tell me what your plan is. And the guy was talking seriously. He didn't know. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know who was talking to him. Okay. I said, tell me. And he was really serious. He was telling me, telling me all these, all their plans. You know, this one, this one. The Lord helped me. <laughs> I believe in, in working out. I believe in fit farm. Some of you can see, I, I, I'm, I'm like this. Same yesterday, today. Friend. I have natural six packs. It came from the Lord. <laughs> but guess what I'm saying? There is life in Christ that is, that is beyond, alright, your exercise. And let me tell you, you see some of you, oh, I think it was when he was telling me of a family friend, fit farm everything. Doesn't drink juice, doesn't drink, eats fruits, you know what I'm saying, eats fruits. Veggies. If you listen to these doctors, you you, you listen to these nutritionists. Veggies does everything. In one day, cancer came. Two of us. How? From where? How? These things don't respect your routine. You don't respect your diet. You respect the need. 
the Bible says that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. It is at the mention of Kletites and the Ketolites. Keto. Absence of protein or absence of carbs. That's the way you eat. You say no carb, no carb, no carb. By the time you do it for three months, they go to the doctor, they say, ah, ah, you have, you have over-reduced carbo. Eat carb, eat carb, eat carb. No, so. Yeah. Then you go back again, they say, ah, ah, ah. You need to cut down on eggs. Cut down on eggs. Cut down on eggs. Until one day I have to ask, what shall we eat? <laughs> what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Hmm? What? Say this with me. I have life in Christ. Say it again. Say it again. I have life in Christ. I'm born of the Spirit. I am born of the Spirit. Glory to God. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Can we take one more? You want one more? Last week I dropped you for abruptly. You were crying. You better talk now so that I don't know. You want one more? Are you enjoying your service? Second Peter 1, 3 to 4. Let's do that on our close. I have many things to say to you, but I'm sure you get the point. Get the communal elements ready. Service will finish today. Before 11.30. Hallelujah. Last week, when did we finish? All of you that are laughing, when did we finish? Past 11. And then you people did not go home. I was looking at all of you. I was watching all of you. You didn't go home. All of you sat down there and you were gisting and talking and gisting for another two hours. <laughs> two of us. Oh, thank you. So, amen. <laughs> but I'll leave you, I'll leave you in a few minutes. Let's read this one to go. Everything that goes into the life of pleasing God has been. Is that the best invitation? Hey church, you're not talking to me. Is that the best invitation? No, I can't hear you. Is that the best invitation? Next verse. Uh-huh. Let's read that again. We were also giving what? I want you to read this other part slowly. Your tickets to... Stop. These promises are your tickets to participating in the life of God. What is the supernatural? The supernatural is simply participating in the life of God. What is the supernatural? The supernatural is simply what? Participating in the life of God. Say this with me. I am participating with the life of God. You take part. He says these promises, they are terrific. They are your ticket to the participation 
in the life of God. In other words, God wants you to participate in His life. God wants you to take part in the life. Hey, let me ask you. Is God creative? So what does participating mean? You're creative. Does God produce anything out of nothing? So what does that mean? With God, all things are what? Okay, flip the coin. With who? Okay, so with God, nothing shall be impossible. You know there are two different scriptures. Okay, yeah, all right. With me, Oh, really? Do you believe that? Wait, 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 wait. You really believe that? No, no, no. You're not talking like you do. You really believe that with you, nothing shall be impossible? Hey, are these my words? This is God's word. Say it with me. I am participating in the life of God. You're not saying it out loud. I can't hear you. I am participating in the life of God. I take part in the God life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, there are people who are participating more in the natural life. So when, hey, when they share sickness, we all partake. You understand what I'm saying? They share Ebola. Everybody takes part. They say, come and take your own Ebola. You come and take your own Ebola. You come and take your own COVID. You come and take your own COVID. We all have COVID. Now rejoice in your COVID as I rejoice in my COVID. Oh! There are some people who are, everybody is taking part in the down economy. They come, come and take your own supper. Come and take your own supper. This supper is not going to hit me alone. It hit all of us together. Then you, they say, you know, when we are together, you know, they strengthen togetherness. Hey, this together is not sorrow together. Everybody crying. He's always crying. He's always crying. He's together in joy. Together in gladness. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> they told the Archbishop to come and bury someone. He said, I don't bury the dead. Yeah, he said, I don't bury the dead. I'm going to raise him up. If I call him four times, he doesn't wake, I tell my pastor to bury him. I don't bury him. <laughs> it's a choice. You go and look for him and beat him. Look for him and beat him. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I call him four times, he doesn't answer, I go. I tell my pastor, John, bury him. <laughs> Those men were crazy. Has it dawned on you that he died at 50 something? 50 something? It means that from maybe 18 or 19, you, do, you don't understand. The, the, the Miracle Center is still a tourist site to, to today. I mean, tourists come from all around the world. To see Miracle Center. Yeah. Yeah. He built that. He built. He built mansions. 
20 years ago. Mm. 20, 20 years ago. 25 years ago. It's still a tourist site. Today. It's still exquisite. It's still. You don't understand what I'm saying. I was discussing this with my friend, Pastor Phil, some time ago. I said, just think about it. You are waiting. You are waiting patiently. Uh, it is when I turn 60, all of you will see that the Lord is with me. 60, 60. Is now. Yes, sir. Hey, church, I said it is now. Yes, sir. Do you understand what I'm saying? You lay hands on the sick, they will recover. And this is no pressure matter. It is only pressure if you are the one doing it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not pressure when there is one working in you. Both to will and to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? So every day you wake up and say, Christ in me. I expect the miraculous. Christ in me. Do you understand? See, let me tell you. Uh, see, uh, uh, see, some of you might be willing, you're preparing, alright, to... to yeah, oh boy. Some of you are preparing, alright, you know, to hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle, then then get somewhere and then no, no, I'm not preparing for that kind of life. I'm not. I'm not. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. Call me lazy? That's your business. I'm not. If to prove to you that I'm not lazy is to go on, is to go on, suffer. Sorry. I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not. And somewhere in our life, alright, the life of God in us will rise up and do the impossible. You understand? Do the impossible. Oh, we'll be diligent. But there is a difference between diligence and and suffering. <laughs> if the Lord gives me an assignment to do and I'm diligent with it, yeah, Jonathan, Adam was meant to tend the garden, not suffer for the garden. Mm-hmm. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Tend the garden is take care of it. Suffer so for it is that it's from you that the garden will come out. Say, I partake in the life of God. Oh, say it with all confidence. Say, I partake in the life of God. Say it again. I participate in the life of God. Mm, is this participation that is your rest? You wake up in the morning. You say, Christ is in me. The greater one lives in me. These things, some of you, uh, tell us something that applies to you. But our lives directly, directly. Practical application. There's nothing more practical than this. Sir, I said you want me to start to conjure things. Do you want me to conjure things? Yeah. Yeah, but this is as practical as it is. Stay in the word of God. On your best day, on your worst day. On your good day, on your bad day. On the day that traffic is crazy in Lagos. On the day that it is not. On the day you bring out your hand and you throw your water at somebody. <laughs> on the day that you behave well, stay in God's word. On the day you shout at somebody, stay in the word. On the day you are normal and calm, Holy Spirit moving through you. 
Well, I don't even, you know, stay in the world too. <laughs> you know what happens? That day, like, what's, what's wrong with you? You are no longer holy. According to natural standards, you are still very old. Yes, sir. Blameless mm. before God. Yes, Stay in the word. Have you been blessed? Yes, sir. Esther, have you been blessed? Yes, sir. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Yes. Yes. I'm going to lead you to make certain confessions. Rise to your feet. Say this with me, I live in rest. I live in rest. I live in God's rest. I live in God's rest. I enter into God's rest. I enter into God's rest. And I live there. And I live there. I decree and declare that I have my tickets. God's promises are my tickets into the life of God. I enjoy the life of God. I participate in the life of God. Oh, say with me, I participate in the life of God. I live in the zone. The supernatural is natural to me. It's my new normal. Did you hear when I said everything that can be copied should not be worshipped? So we don't worship. This is for bystanders. We live in the house. This is our nature. Look at when Jesus was telling John. He was telling the people that came to ask him. He said, go and tell John. How that the blind see. The lame walk. The deaf hear. There were things I wanted to show you, but I can't show you today. I'll show you next week. Amen. Are you ready, ready, ready? Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey church, this is your life. You live in the supernatural. This is your life. You live in the supernatural. Pray the Holy Ghost, everyone out loud. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, Please write to us at hello at blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.